All right, another version of the Audible. Kim Bo Camper, John Kajemi, Joe Rose. By the way, how are you guys Easter? Huh? Great, fabulous. fabulous. Very nice. Yeah. Matter of fact, I went up to Gainesville. Can I say this uh, real well, quickly? First I, yeah. first, I was gonna say this. Can I say this first? Yeah. You know, John, you know, had the nice traditional Easter, you know, with the family. Had relatives come in, Absolutely. did the thing. Absolutely, everybody come you know, in, yeah. I, yeah. I went out to Dallas and met my daughter, you know, for a traditional <laughs> Easter, you know. <laughs> Joe went to a track meet. <laughs> Joe went to a track meet in Gainesville hey, on hey. Seth. I there am, you go, Joe. I yeah, ambushed the you, wife, you, you though, want, with you, it. You want, I ambushed her you bad. You why you're on your fifth wedding, hey, your fifth marriage, hey, Bo, you know? I ambushed her good. She yeah. goes, well, we got a little time to kill till we can see our daughter. She, she's busy doing her events up there. And I go, well, let's go walk around the sporting stuff over here. <laughs> she goes, where are we going? I go, oh, well, there so happens to be a sport. track meet. I go, there's a track meet, and a lot of the South Florida kids right. are running, including American Heritage Plantation relay team. She didn't know what the relay right. team or any of that stuff was. I said, the 4 by one team, 4 by 100 is the fastest team in the country right. for high school. And I said, Patrick Sertan's son is on that team. I, I like to see him. And this Schwartz kid's the fastest kid in the country. Right. So she Bought was a it. trooper. She, I got two hours of track from her. That's I watched awesome. two hours. Joe, you're awesome. Two hours. Not, not many people could pull that off. Day before Easter, Easter yeah. pull that off. Easter weekend. Were they, did they have Easter eggs at the end of the finish line no. there? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> both. Some to give Bo all Easter Both of you guys place. hit the Easter family tradition much better than I did. So I guess I'm assuming you didn't make it to church either then. I had no shot. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, that's low, man. I, I had no, no shot. No, no, I didn't make it to church oh, okay. either. So all I right. made it to church of St. Joe. You know, because Jimmy did. did. He made oh, us I was look there. There yeah. you go. 730. We look bad, yeah. <clears throat> okay, so uh, they've got some news going on. Got a lot of stuff on the on the program to do. We're going to talk to receiver Albert Wilson, one of the new covers from uh, Kansas City. And you look at Albert Wilson. Here's a guy, Speed's a 4-4 type of a guy. He's a guy that can make big plays for you. Really don't know much about him. Didn't pay that, you know, didn't you know, focus on him. Right. Certainly Kansas when, when, City, when right. the Dolphins played Kansas City late in the season. But here's a guy that, that you know, you're hoping can fill in for the loss of Jarvis along with Danny Amendola, spread the catches out like uh, like Adam Gaze has talked about, but another guy that can give you a home run ball rather than a move-the-chain guy. Well, listen, having a guy that can play inside and outside that can run four fours, you can't have enough of those guys. Yeah. I'm all, you know, we talked about the speed package a year ago. Mm -hmm. Right? Just we, got, just got right, faster. Yeah. Listen, you get all those guys you want because it just potentially a guy misses a tackle or a guy breaks a tackle, and you got big plays. We just need more of them. Something this offense has been lacking with some other problems, but having speed, you can't have enough. Oh, and the vertical passing game. Yeah. You know, you go back to what Ryan did well when he was back on the field, and that, I thought, improved, mm -hmm. you know, it, the ball down the field, getting more accurate, throwing the football down the field with Kenny Stills. That was a big hookup. You know, two years ago, mm -hmm. you go yeah. back. Now you've got a guy with great speed. You match him with Grant on the outside that can play X and Z on either side. You've got some vertical yeah. threats down the field. And, Joe, you make a good point, and Bo, about making guys miss. I think that's what Wilson does best. In traffic, you know, yeah. making that U-turn run a little bit and, yeah. and that jump cut, getting around guys and moving the chains, that could help this offense. And you, you talk about Ryan a little bit. You remember early, his early years, first two or three years, oh, he can't throw the long ball, can't throw the long ball. I think two years ago he answered that question. When the, 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 that the was his biggest run. improvement. <clears throat> yeah, know, the, people and, want to talk about his awareness in the pocket yeah. getting a little bit better. People want to talk about tucking the football when you need to and getting yeah. a first down with his legs because he is that athletic. His biggest leap for me is being accurate yep. down the field, yeah. 40 yards plus, yeah. 30 yards plus, putting a little bit more air because it was flat coming out mm -hmm. the first couple of years. Getting used to and getting accustomed to 
letting guys and throwing them, making them run and get it. I thought that was a big He worked on it, though. Yeah. With one thing about Ryan, I know we talk about it, and I like fans to know this. Guy works hard. Yep. Oh, man. He, maybe yeah, some of it's not natural, but he works hard to get better. You tell him he's got a weakness, he works on it, He's outstanding outside the pocket, throwing on the run. But his drop back and hitting yep. throws down and his timing with his guys, he's working with those guys now, man, to get timing. They're working on it. And if he loses his job or they draft a quarterback, right. which I know, it ain't going to be from him. No. Lack, lack of, of being effort. prepared no. and, and ready no, no, to go. For everybody out there that's, a, that's, a, that's an anti-Ryan guy, oh, he was just a wide receiver, all the things that you hear, he can't throw the ball downfield, this and that, just not going to be an elite guy, however you want to claim it. I'm with you, Joe. It certainly isn't isn't for lack of preparation. The guy's in the meeting rooms. He's constantly up, keeping himself up to speed on everything they're doing on the field. Works as hard as anybody out there at home off season. I mean, he's look. You, you couldn't ask for a better guy when it comes to the work ethic that he's brought to the right. and and. And we forget the, the toughness that he had. I mean, this this right. guy's a tough well, son of a bitch, that. man. He's got that. I, I, I think that sometimes uh, people, outside voices, yeah. we always talk about and, and focus on these are the things he can't do. Okay, these are the things that this guy can't yeah. do. No matter if it's Ryan, no matter whatever it is. Sometimes you have to focus on what does he do well. Mm -hmm. And when you start talking about that, the list starts growing a little bit longer and longer when it applies to Ryan Tannehill because – we thought couldn't throw the ball deep. We thought maybe he's not the best leader. Mm -hmm. Maybe he's not the rah-rah. Maybe he's not the vocal guy. Making throws late in games, comebacks. Ma making yep. making plays. That. You know, all the things that the, the detractors said, he can't do these things. Well, you start checking off the list, some of the things are getting yeah. off that list. Yeah, he's answered a lot of questions yeah. over the years. There's no question about that. Now he's got to answer the question, you know, coming back from injury. That, that's which the, is from, that's legitimate. legitimate. That, that's, that's, that's a legitimate, legitimate. question. Right. Coming back and, and doing that. And... and because, quite frankly, one of the things that really, when Ryan plays at his best, that ability to force the team to respect the running quarterback, a guy that can attack the line of scrimmage on that little, that little uh, that lead yeah. option out there, that where we, that little zone read yeah. where he can tuck the ball under, you know, the, the value that he, that, that he, he got out of that was, was really something that, that made this offense click. So, you, you, you know, that to me, of all the things with him coming back from, from those, those knee problems, can he come back and be confident enough to plant that, Make plant that, that foot yeah. in the ground, and because the last field. time he made a cut, yeah. we were here at practice, oh, man, going was... out of bounds, and and a harmless play just rolling out, yep. and it ended uh, ended the season. All that came from talking about Albert Wilson. How do we? Well, get I thought that, that was <laughs> I thought that was Easter and Joe's big this is snow typical. job going on. This the is typical though. the way it goes, right? You start with one. <laughs> it's this stuff comes with age. It's man. a winding road, man. I find it's myself out there talking about Wills. How the hell do we get to Tannehill? I start. You know what? I, oh, I, you know I, what? I went to church on Sunday. Yeah, too. you went yeah, to yeah, church. Yeah. You know yeah. that. I get those conversations going, and, and about halfway through the conversation, someone says something that cuts it for about five seconds. And I they come back, and I go. I forgot what I was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy made I was now, ca now I got Catholic guilt with can Jimmy oh, yeah. talking about bullshit I was throwing out to you five <laughs> seconds ago. I forgot what I I forgot what I said. <laughs> so that's it. Anyway, so we got all that. We're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to the Albert Wilson interview. Talking a lot about different things. There's been some moves in the AFC East, including the Miami Dolphins, including New England Patriots. We'll talk about that a little bit. We're gonna talk about the draft a little bit. Start the drafts not not that far away. You know, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be you know, neck deep in the draft here pretty soon. So we'll talk about that a little bit. So we got a lot of stuff to get to. And I want to remind you, Joe, you know, this is a podcast, right? We're doing yeah. a podcast now. Yeah. You got to look for it. There's places to get it. Apple Music. 
Pretty good place. I, I listen to Apple Music every now and then. You no, know, I do too. I just got turned yeah. on to that by my kids. Yeah. Yeah, I like, like that. Like okay. a month ago, I just found yeah. out that Apple had a music. I, for, I just found out a month ago I was paying for it. <laughs> yeah, that's how I found <laughs> it. No, I've known I was paying all along. Dolphins.com, you can find it. Miami Dolphins mobile app that Joel can't figure out how to get on his phone. Tune in radio, which I've never heard of and don't know what that is. Uh, episodes drop every week. You can, we, uh, we drop it on Thursday. I think we're dropping on Thursday these days, right, Logan? Correct. Whenever right. Logan says we're dropping, we're dropping. You love that, this whole dropping thing now that you started. Logan, when are they dropping? Thursday mornings. That's Logan on the program, just so you know. Logan, I think Logan gets, uh, what do you call it, scale for being getting your voice on the show? You get the same as we he's get. He's good, though. He'll jump in when you Logan want. He's gets a little quiet, for, but he's yeah. good. Logan gets the same for doing the show that we do. Hey, Nothing. I was, <laughs> I was telling this story the other day. This is a, this is a classic. I'm in college, okay? My buddy's uh, a model. He's going down, and he's doing something for – remember Burt Reynolds had this uh, uh, TV show, BL Striker? Yeah, I think yeah, it I was, right? Yeah. So we're going to go out all night. We're going to go out all night. I'm just going to be driving around with him, and I'll take him to West Palm Beach at 6 in the morning for his audition thing. He has to right. be there for an extra. So we go out all night, have a great time, go to West Palm Beach, and they have this big tent, all this food, eggs, Benedict, all this stuff for all these actors and actresses and all the extras. So I just, you know, kind of mosey in, don't bother anybody, sit up my own little place, have a, like a croissant and something else to eat. I'm the one of the last guys in this tent. They go, hey, you got to get on the bus. I said, no, no, I don't have to get on the bus. I'm not, get on the bus. So I grab my stuff, <laughs> I go on the bus, and I pass my buddy, and he's like, with his face, right. what are you doing on the bus? I said, well, that guy told me to come on. I'm just going on, right? So I sit down with all the extras. We go over the bridge of West Palm Beach downtown. They get in. Everybody's off the bus. I let everybody get off. I'm finishing my stuff, right? I'm a little hammered still from the night before. I had a great time. Waiting outside where everybody's signing up, you know, agency this, agency that. They go, hey, you got to go sign up. Then you got to go to wardrobe right away. I said, no, but sir, I'm not. Get down yeah. there, sign up. So I'm behind this girl in line. She puts ABC Casting. So I put my name on it, ABC Casting. <laughs> Get down to the truck, right? I run down to the trailer. They put me in this cop suit. I'm trying to tell the guy I'm not really not right. supposed to be here. He says, you got five minutes to get on set. I got a billy club and a fake gun <laughs> and a hat, and I'm running down. I got these shoes on and stuff. I'm running down downtown West Palm Beach. I finally get to the procession. It's a church, and they've got all the extras lined up as cops going up these, like, three or four different scales of stairs. And Burt Reynolds and the girl that he's with and whoever they're going to go mourn or, you know, to the funeral, they're coming I mean, in. They're actually shooting the show. They're shooting the show. Oh, you're so on. I, no, so I'm on. Yeah. yeah, I get in this thing. So I'm the last cop standing at the bottom of the steps because that's, I just got there. I'm out of breath. I'm running. I'm like 19 years yeah. old, right? So all of a sudden, Burt Reynolds comes out with the thing and they're going up the steps and they go, God, God, shit, this isn't working. Hold on. Let's do it again. So Bert ends up standing right next to me. Now, earlier that winter, I had met Bert Reynolds through Dan Marino because he bought him this, you know, all of this wine. He took us to these places. Yeah. So he's standing right next to me. So I said, hey, Bert, I just wanted to say hi again. I met you with Dan. My name's John. Can Jimmy goes, quarterback at Pitt? I said, yeah. He goes, you beat us 17-16 last year. He goes, he says, let's everybody take five. So he puts, <laughs> so he puts a, his arm around me, and he starts walking around. Now, I look up at my buddy. My buddy's going, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? That is so unbelievable. So I'm talking to Bert. So now, fast forward two months later, my buddy goes, hey, uh, did you get paid for that? I said, well, yeah, what'd you get? He goes, I got 75 bucks. I said, 
I got 125. <laughs> <laughs> was like ABC casting. That's all I did. I said, that is the greatest ever. But that was, that was awesome. Just that talking about That is great. Uh, That's a good story. Yeah. That is. Good to give, hey, you got it again. That happened to me one time. I got a job at a gas station. I told my buddy. I said, hey, I, I just got a job. Where'd you get a job? I got a, a job at the Apollo gas station. He comes over. And he was a brown-nosed guy, right? kind of like John. <laughs> he, comes over, he, comes over, he comes over, gets the job, and then it becomes my manager in one day. Oh, how this happened? I got a you job right yesterday. Over the top. He got a job the next day. He's the manager, and I'm just a schlep, you know? Oh, man. <laughs> you never know, man. You never know. Anyway, so look, it's going to drop on Thursday. I'll catch him. And just join us every week, and you can send your stuff in. We've been getting some good, pretty good questions over the last couple of weeks, which is nice. Nice to interact with. Nice to interact interact with the fans. So you can send those questions in on Facebook or Twitter each and every week and find out what's going on. So uh, let's get going on this thing, Joe, uh, Joe and John. Uh, first of all, like I said, we're going to talk about the draft a little bit, but and this kind of affects the draft certainly from a standpoint uh, of the New England Patriots. And big news today: Brandon Cooks uh, uh, traded by the uh, New England Patriots. They get, a, they get a first two first round draft picks. Or they get a first round draft pick and a fourth, uh, and for, a that fourth one, right? for that one. They've already got the so they got the twenty third and the thirty first pick in the draft. And I just keep looking up the road and seeing the New York Giants saying, "Geez, we'd like two first round draft picks for Odell Beckham." And I'm just thinking, no, no, you're no. safe for one thing. Huh? They don't like paying. They don't, no, like they don't paying. Know, that's why Brandon no. Cooks I, is I, gone. That's exactly because that contract was about ready to come you. up, and it was going to cost him <clears throat> fourteen or fifteen million a year to keep him. Yeah, but that that, that you you don't think you got two. You got two pretty lousy first-round picks down there, closer to second round than first round in, in my book. When you get down that that area, and you got a guy like Odell Beckham hanging out there, you don't think that's got to be part of the conversation? You can match him with Edelman in Seven yeah. Eleven. Yeah. Mm. And and Gronk. And Gronk. I don't think Gronk's going anywhere. No, I don't no, think I, so I don't either. Think stuff. I think that's smoke. I, 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 I think Belichick's putting up with whatever he may not like and going. He's the best tight end, and yeah. by the way, he's got a friendly contract. At an eight million dollar yeah, right. base a year to be the best tight end, I'll take it. The, the only thing about him, and, and, and he just, you know, he's having a tough time staying on the field. You know, he, I mean, he's got, he's the, he's the big kid you used to play with in the park, where he's running down the field and like eight guys jump Jumping, on him and he's just carrying dragging, everybody, dragging them down the field. You know, it's, two back surgeries, a knee surgery, yeah. and a bad concussion at yeah. the end of the year that he missed some games. Yeah, right, no doubt about it. So the other move, the, the Dolphin, former Dolphin, now he becomes former Dolphin defensive end. Terrence Fade reports out there on the Buffalo website, uh, or Facebook page. Where are they at, Logan? Facebook page or website? Uh, Twitter. Twitter, which is even more, uh, even more. Tweety Birds. Twitter, which is more, yeah. you know. That's gospel. <clears throat> that is the gospel when you're on Twitter. <laughs> Terrence Fade, former Dolphin defensive end, uh, signs with the Buffalo Bills. So we'll be dealing with Terrence, Terrence Fade. I, I always liked Terrence Fade. Good player. I did too. Uh, and when he came in, he gave you good effort and, and good guy. You know, here's a guy that comes from Marist, little Marist College, yeah. and you know he's, he's he's been in the league now for four years. Moving Must on, be doing something right. Doing they didn't have a right. place for him with yeah. with the guys they have. Let's let's be honest. Yeah, there's the, look, the veteran a, defensive ends. He wasn't. He he's not better than any of those guys. No, they, we, they we look. You look at that crew. You got Robert Quinn, Andre Branch, William Hayes, Cam Wake, uh, Charles Harris. Uh, Terrence Fidea was part of that group. Cam and Malvo, another guy in there. Yeah, like I Malvo. Mean, Malvo, yeah, didn't, yeah, man. Malvo didn't help him either by showing no. that he could play at the end of the year. No, so they're they're yeah. I mean, we, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. The, the 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 you know the the vast number of defensive ends they got. Well, one of them's gone in Terrence Fidea, so kind of changes the landscape in the in the East uh, a little bit in the AFC East. Going to be interesting to see what New England does with that. Uh, 
uh, with the with those, those two ones, two yeah. twos, yeah. and a three. Yeah, it is. Uh, other thing is uh, free agency. Free agency June thirteenth over. With, or I mean, is over until June thirteenth. They'll come back or June first. I'm sorry. They'll come back June first, and and there you get that second phase after the draft. This and that. This guy now becomes a little expendable. And so you'll have some yeah, other guys out there. And the Dolphins get the Sue money kicking in at that get time. Get the Sue money. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that money kicks in. So their salary cap gets a little more friendly as far as they're concerned. So uh, free agency done for now. Uh, so you got to turn your attention to the draft. And, and here that's we are we sitting at 11. Right, and, uh, and, and that's it. You know, but, you know, maybe I'm the only guy here, Joe, that kind of keeps looking at this saying, you know, the last couple of drafts, you know, you've had a handful of guys from each one of those drafts be pretty productive players for you. If you can duplicate that again, this time and, and get somebody, you know, get two or three really good impact guys yeah. and some helpers out there, then you're starting to build a pretty good stack of draft choices that are that are staying on your team. That are on the field. That are on the field and playing. They got they just all got to get better. Yes. All those guys got to continue the way we saw, I hate to bring it up, Kenyon Drake getting a chance yep. to play. Yep. He was a frontline running back those last five Big or six time. games. Yep. We need that growth from Tankersley. Yep, all okay. those guys. Xavier House. X Man's yep. got to go to the next yeah, step, absolutely. which he, he got yeah, he real did. good. Next step for him is being consistent throughout yeah. the Tunsil. year. Tunsil and Devontae Parker, yeah. man, yeah. right at the top of the list. If he can stay healthy, there is no question. And I, I have more debates with people about Devontae Parker. Yep. And I said, listen, if he can stay healthy for the most part, you're gonna see you're gonna see some good yeah, numbers. No, He's gonna I, get more. He'll get more. Uh, boy, the tease was there last year. year, Joe. I have to say the tease was out on Devontae because you watched him in OTAs, you watch him in training camp, and you go, "We've got something special here." Yeah. This kid is really showing me that maybe I was I was one of those doubters. Maybe I was wrong. Mm-hmm. He, this kid's ready to go, and you get a little tweak. That's the thing yeah. I think for Devontae that he needs to be able to fight through. Everybody's going to get bumps and bruises. Other guys react differently. You know, p- certain players can play through those things. Yeah. Certain players, they get a little bit out of line, and they're just not right. He's got to find a way to fight through and be yeah. that player, yeah. whether he's nicked or not. You know, they're, they're, and he had an ankle ankle problem that, that that affected him, right? That was his, yes. That was kind of yeah, but it started to affect his mind yeah, and his well, hands, well, yeah, and it all look, went together. Look, you're you're a receiver. You're somebody. Look, any you play you play football. I don't care what level you play. Your ankles are important. You're, you're, oh, yeah. Because you're running everything. Uh, and, and there are some guys that can tweak an ankle, sprain an ankle, and just strap that bitch up and go. And, and not even think about it. Then there's those other guys that you get a little something in there, you get a little stretch in that ligament in your ankle, and, man, they just can't, they just can't go. And, and you hope that's not – you hope he can fight through that. Not because, because look, this, it's not the last time he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna twist an ankle. Yeah, you're right. Not, not the last time he's going to – He's gonna to have to fight through an injury that maybe it's not an injury, maybe it's just pain that you got to fight through and continue to play at a high level. I remember spraining my ankle. <clears throat> I blew my knee out my rookie year, missed the whole season. Third preseason game, we're getting ready to play the Dallas Cowboys uh, on Saturday, Thursday, our last hard practice. I wrench, my, I'm not, I twist my ankle like big time, you know. I'm going, ah, oh, shit, you know, and I'm going, you know, I don't want to be this guy. I ain't going to be this guy. I ain't going to be that. Yeah, I, I, I'm you're, okay. Hey, I'm geez, okay. You're awful. <laughs> you didn't play all season last year. Now you can't play again. That's what got me healed up real quick. So right? I, that's, injury, that, that guy. that's exactly yeah, guy. it. So I went I remember going in and, and he says, he said, well, look, you know, I say, Coach, don't worry about it. I'm playing. Don't worry about it. 
goes, well, yeah, we need you to get out there and play. You know? right. So I strapped that bitch up. I said, look, I, I put it, I went to that game. I said, I said, you, you, you put that thing, as t- I don't want it to move. So I was wearing a size 12 on one shoe 11, and a size 14, a 14 on the other yeah. shoe just to get over the, yeah. over the thing. And I went out and played and I couldn't move very well. And I, I remember this. I remember in the, in, the, in the tapes, in the meeting, or you know, in, the, in the film room, you know, you think, well, they're going to give you a break because you got a bad ankle. Hell no. God damn it, you got to get out there. You got to get upfield. You got to get right. out there wide. But my, ah, I don't want to. You played, didn't you? Right. Yeah, I played. Well, then, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. That was the most frustrating part of, of the old NFL is you either shoot your leg yeah, up, yeah, you, you go, numb yeah, it, and you play, it yeah. and you're out there thinking you, you were helping the guys and you wanted to make sure you were part of it. And then when you didn't play well, and I had those. Yeah. And when you don't play well and you get your ass chewed and you're like, wow. Yeah, but I went out and played, coach. I, played. I went out and played. You, you know? played like shit. I took the ego. Yeah, yeah but geez, not good. Wasn't any good. You're playing like shit out there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how about the other side of that, too, though? Sometimes you, you felt deflated after a game where you go, man, I just didn't have it today. Yeah. I just didn't. Oh, yeah. And all of a sudden you get there and you go, well, wasn't that bad? Nobody said anything about it. Yeah. What? Why'd that guy run that route? That that was his fault. Right. You know, and you, and you start going, well, it wasn't as bad as I thought because I'm going, or you're always dreading the yeah. play. Here it comes. Yeah. Two more plays. It's coming. Well, I remember know, it. I John, can remember it like it's. The problem with Shula is if you had a bad play, uh, you knew it wasn't getting by him Tuesday mornings right. or Monday mornings. He's going to find it. Film study He's after the game. He, he used to have a habit. He'd get up in the he'd get up in the in the front of the meeting room on on on, oh. on film day. In film day, you go walk in that locker room on film day, before you went in that meeting, and you could hear a pin drop. And we had carpet on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's how that's how quiet it was. I mean, you could everyone, guys are just sitting in their locker. No one's looking at anybody. Right. And, and oh, by the way, we just won by ten. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. And so you go in and, and shoot. You go, All right, let me see. First quarter. Yeah, Jesus Christ. You know. Sec- Run that back. Second series. Not even he's not even gotten the tape yet. <laughs> he's just going through like the the pre this is the preview, like the trailer. Ah, second series. Yeah, my deep my left defensive end can't get upfield. <laughs> can't get upfield. And, and and he doesn't even end up missing anyone's name. There's no tape. My left at defense, all. no tape, no nothing. My left defensive end can't get up the field. They get around the corner. They allow him to drive. They get down the And you know, well, geez, I was a left defensive end. Uh, <laughs> and he would kind of go through, he wouldn't go through every play, but he would hit the the real lowlights, you know. Yeah. You know, I so was, you, and, and everybody in that room, and I, Joe, you, I know it. you, I know you, I know you've been there. I've been in those situations where you walk in that room, and you don't remember all the good plays you had, no, it's but all you the, know exactly yeah. when the bad plays are oh, coming yeah, up. Absolutely. And you're just sitting there, oh, jeez, here it comes. You know. When it was really bad, I just go, please don't say anything from the team because the defensive <laughs> guys. I don't want them to hear me get ripped. Can it just be on well, the offensive yeah, well, side? Get, yeah. Yeah. yeah, once you get, you kind of, you, you kind of break up. You let's narrow, let's you narrow guys the guys hear me getting yeah. ripped. I yeah. don't want all 50, 50 guys yeah. hearing me yeah. get ripped. That was a bad, when I moved to defensive end, when, when I was playing linebacker, we were in with the linebacker and all the DBs. So you had all, everyone in coverage was in that room. And you're in there, and, and so that, you know, now everybody's getting shit thrown at them. And then, then I moved to defensive end, I go in the defensive line room, and, like six guys in there. I go, man, man, this is great, you know. <laughs> and I got two guys that were really shitty, <laughs> so they took the majority of, <laughs> and, and, and had and had really bad attitudes. Right. So so they got all the heat, you know. Right. First it was Doug Betters used to get all the heat from the, from most scary the defensive line coach. Then we had two two guys that got drafted came in and they took the heat off Doug. 
So, you know, we'd sit over there and just laugh at those guys. But that was a word. I tell you, the, the, the film sessions to me were the worst. If, if we didn't have to watch films, I could have played another five years in that league. You you're know? right. You're right. You're off day. You couldn't even enjoy. No, it. no. there's no. There's no off no. days destroyed. Well, we used to do off day. We we would have. We would play on Sunday, be off Monday, and then watch the films on Tuesday. Tuesday. So you're off day on Monday. You couldn't have any fun because you're you're everything you do. You know you you go to the beach. Go to Howard Johnson's. You know you're, you're having a pina colada. You know the girls in bikinis are out there, and all of a sudden you go, oh shit, that Tuesday. play in the third quarter. Oh, I'm gonna have to see it tomorrow. <laughs> Damn, Bo, it was bad. You're right. I wonder if they're all the rest of the guys on the team were like. I don't us. know. I heard one. Of, I was one of the coaches was here over the last, you know, two decades or however long it's been. Um, I remember one time they had a really bad game, and I said, I said to the coach two days later, I said, "Geez, that tapes must have been looked pretty bad." He goes, "They were so bad, I didn't even show them to the team." I said, "The hell, they were not even going to watch it." I said, "What?" Yeah. He said, "Yeah, we weren't even going to watch it." I said, "Man, I wish you were my coach." <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so that uh, anyway, I don't know how we got off on that, but we got off on a tangent there. Anyway, let, let's kind of get back to, to where we're going, reset a little bit. We'll talk about uh, um, what's going on here and uh, in our interviews and stuff. Uh, let, let's talk a little bit about Albert Wilson. We kind of got started. We'll get to him, and then we'll get back and kind of turn our attention towards the draft, who, who you think or what position you think. I'm not looking at guys and this guy, that guy. To me, at this time in the draft, with all the everything that's going, it's more about what position we need. What, what do you need? What do we really need? What's more important? Have we solidified this position where we don't we don't need to go that way? Where do the quarterback situations fall? We'll talk about all that. And when you talk about the quarterbacks in the draft, and you talk about Ryan Talens, we did all the receivers are certainly going to be very interested in what ha- what happens like that. But one of the guys that uh, one of the new members of the Miami Dolphins came over from Kansas City. Very excited to be here. Uh, I think he's going to bring a lot to a table. Uh, tough guy. Uh, so, so let's hear what uh, Albert Wilson had to say. All right, Albert Wilson, uh, one of the newest members of the Miami Dolphins. Uh, how does it feel? And uh, let's talk about your decision to uh, to make Miami your home. Oh man, it's a it's a blessing. Um, I feel like it was an opportunity that that needed to be taken at this time, and um, I'm just happy to be here. You come out, you're undrafted free agent. You spent four years in Kansas City, uh, kind of working on your craft. Um, were you looking forward to going through the whole free agent situation and all that went along with that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, like you said before, you know, undrafted free agent. So, you know, you really don't get, get all this publicity and stuff um, over, over what you've done. So, you know, just having the spotlight for a while and definitely seeing your hard work pay off, it, it, it definitely it feels good. What, what, did you, what were you able to do to get to the level of player that you are right now after going undrafted? Um, I just I just kept learning, kept getting better. I feel like um, I've had coaches, a coaching staff that really believed in me mm-hmm. and, and knew what I was capable of, and they just sat there bes- bes- beside me and pretty much pretty much got me through of, of everything I needed to get through to become who I am today. How long did it take you before you realized that hey, I'm I'm good enough to play in this league. I can be somebody that can uh, that can make something happen in this game. I will I will say. I would say the, the last two seasons, I just felt like, you know, I can't be guarded and, and, and this is meant for me. And, and every day I, I go into to the weight room or go on the field just thinking that, that, that to myself and that, that helps me prepare a lot. Change of scenery, uh, you know, after being in Kansas City for four years. Uh, are you excited about that? Is there a little consternation of what it's going to be like? New players, new team, new environment, all those different things. Uh, or do those things all float through your mind at some point? 
Uh, everything's really fresh right now, so I'm just excited about the whole process. I'm I'm really ready here, ready to get to work. Um, we we still have a month to go, so I'm I'm gonna just take it in and just be prepared for for that month to come and get rolling. You've been in the league for four years, and free agency's been around for. Uh, certainly longer than you've been here, but I think free agency now is it's been a little crazy this year, hasn't? A little different than than what we've seen in past years. It's getting to become more of a more of a circus atmosphere. It seems like e even before the the regular, right. even before the league season starts, there's like all the chaotic rumors and trades and stuff already taking right. place. It was pretty nuts out there, wasn't it, it? It was. It was pretty crazy, and I think just by like you know the players itself of of recruiting other players yeah. and and stuff in that source, it just makes the the free agency seem more better and you know gives the guys a lot of opportunity to shine lights on you know like the up-and-coming guys mm -hmm. like myself so i think i think it was a great a great free agency this year did, did you when you went in what, what were you expecting out of free agency did you have an idea of teams did you know who was looking for players uh did you represent did you guys talk about all those types of things or was it just hey here we go and let's let, let me let me put my seatbelt on and see what this ride's going to be like yeah, definitely. We, we figured that it would be a market out there for me. Um, I feel like I, I've done my job this past season. I feel like a lot of people have seen that. And, you know, as far as what team we was going, going to next, we just figured what was best for us. And, you know, coming back home and just being able to, you know, do something for your, for your state, it was an opportunity itself. And um, Miami is just the, the franchise itself yeah. is it, just awesome. And I just want to be able to 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 push this team past any expectations they got. You you went to Port Lu or Port St. Lucie High School. You played quarterback uh, at, at Port St. Lucie. Did playing a quarterback uh, help you become a better receiver? I, I would say I would say so. You just you know you you look at the offense different. You know you you not only just know your job, you know everybody's job. And when 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 you're able to do that, and you're able to to think about more than one thing while you're out there lined up, it gives yourself a, a pretty good shot. So you've made your home in Florida, off-season home in Florida, the, the entire time you've been in, in uh, Kansas. You stay, you stay up in the Port St. Lucie area? Yeah, yeah. I definitely was, was back in the area getting, getting work done up there with, um, you know, some of the guys I grew up with yeah. that's, still, that's still working out and stuff. So, you know, definitely get back home, able to, you know, get away for a yeah. little bit, see the family, but definitely still, still get the work in. Well, what got you to Georgia State where you went and played uh, your college football? What... Uh, uh, what what path took you there? It was a it was another great opportunity. Um, a school that that wasn't that haven't played any games and 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 I feel like a a guy like me that wasn't highly recruited mm -hmm. as everybody else had a, a chance to make a statement in history itself. So um, I looked at it as as an opportunity to take. Yeah, you know, I went to small. I went to San Jose State, but I, I've talked to a lot of kids where you know the kids hey I want to go and they're talking about you know, Big Ten or SEC and this and that. And, and usually my, my uh, you know, my, what I usually try to tell them is, hey, go somewhere where you can play. Right. Go somewhere where you're going to get on the field and play. You can, go to, you can go to the SEC, you can go to Georgia and sit on the sideline for four years and watch everyone else play, or you can go somewhere where you can play and let other people watch you. I always thought that was the, the best. I certainly was a better path for me and obviously a, a better path for you. Yeah, definitely the smart thing to do. Like you said, Georgia State was going to be the, the quickest way I can get on the field and um, – it worked out pretty good for me. And who who helped you? Who helped you with that decision making process uh, when you're when you're getting ready to get out of high school and, and move on and and make that decision as to where was going to be the next place? You like me like you? I had very limited options coming out of high school from a recruiting standpoint. So you kind of took what you could get. Right. 
But but was there somebody helping you out with that process? Yeah, I definitely had a high school coach that that's still with me to this day, mm -hmm. Coach Poo, Coach Poole. He's a great guy, um, a great mentor, and you know he um, he played he played at the college level, and um, at that time we sat down and and we looked over our options, and Georgia State was the best best decision for me. If you were to look back and look at yourself right now, uh, and, and for Dolphin fans out there that are listening to this and uh, and, and they don't. Uh, they don't know what Albert Wilson brings to the table. Maybe they saw you play a little bit with Kansas City. Would you give us a scouting report on, on what you feel like you're going to bring to this organization? I am a dog, point and blank, period. Yep. You're going to get a fight. And that's pretty much what I see when you get 11 on 11 is, is who's going to win that one-on-one -on -one battle. And I'm going to win that one-on-one -on -one yep. battle. And you believe you're going to win that battle every time you go I, out? Definitely. Did you uh, your conversation with uh, with Coach Gaze and um, and Coach Jefferson, the, the wide receiver coach Sean Jefferson? Sean likes to talk a little bit, don't he? Coach Jefferson got he he got a gift of gab, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was definitely cool getting in and, and just getting to see where these guys' mindsets was. You know, coming into this team, you know, you're just going off of pretty much what you can see outside of the franchise. But definitely getting inside the organization and just having the the the, the light talks with the coaches and and Ryan. I couldn't be more happier. Let's talk about growing up. Uh, anybody in your life, mentors that uh, that, that really shaped uh, what, what your life was about? Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I I grew up in foster care, so it was a lot of people that that was pretty much a a stand in my life. And Miss um, Miss Pryor, Doctor Pryor, she was a, one of my high school teachers, mm -hmm. and and she definitely she was my mentor throughout high school, all four years, just just teaching me pretty much how to be a man and, yep. and outside of sports it just just you got to be a man first and then the Baileys they, they took me in mm -hmm. um, pretty much when it was tough yep. it was a, it was a real tough time and, and they came and took me in and, and it was a blessing and, and I'm always in and in, 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 uh, in debt with them and, and you live with them for how long I stayed with the Baileys I want to say my the ninth tenth year mm -hmm. ninth and tenth grade for about a year and a half and then I moved with the Browns um, to find out that we were actually related yeah. and and they took me in bef yeah. before knowing that I was actually related to them uh, they took me in and um, pretty much gave me a home that I never had you feel me so when they came in it pretty much changed changed my life yeah. around so it, it was a it was a couple people you know that that came in in my life and, and helped me and stay for it you said that you were, you you found out with one of your foster families that you were related. How'd you find out about that? Um, it was pretty much just a conversation me and my cousin was having pulling into the driveway. It was just of of, of uh, we was talking about South Carolina actually, and I was like, um, you know, in Florida, you know, I didn't know many people who actually left to go. So I'm like, what you know about South Carolina? And he was telling me his family's from there. And I was like, I got family from there too. So we went in the house and asked his mom, and next thing you know, we're cousins. So. It's pretty amazing. It's, it's crazy. Amazing, yeah. It's crazy. You know, it's funny these days you talk about heroes and different things and this and that. And you look at people in foster care. Uh, I was just reading an article the other day about a family that uh, they, they took in four kids. They wanted to become fosters. They took in four kids, all teenage kids, 12 years old to 19 years old, uh, and they just adopted all of them. And, 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 and the parents, the foster parents that, that helped guide you to get to where you're at. You know, th those, are, those, those are kind of the unsung heroes in our society. People that go out, open up their homes, open up their hearts to people that they really don't know for a long stretch. And you, and you, you experienced that, and you, it sounds like you experienced a, a, 
your experiences with that were very good for you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, in the foster care system, I feel like it's, it's something that's not really spoke upon. And, you know, it's a, millions of kids in mm -hmm. foster care. And, you know, every child, I feel like, deserves a chance. And, um, you know, it's not their, their fault they're in the situation. And, you know, for somebody to come in and bring a stranger into their home mm -hmm. and, you know, and to protect them, and to, to provide them with things that they need is definitely a hero in my eyes. And, and you still say as, as close as possible uh, with your fosters? Definitely, definitely. Um, you know, daily daily conversations with all, you know. Um, well, they must be excited right now. Oh, man, they're, they're so excited for me to get back home. Yeah. And um, it's going to be it's going to be great for them yeah. to come out and actually see me play for the first time. Yeah, they'll be able to come down and, and watch you playing on a pretty regular right. basis. That's going to be pretty good. That's going to be awesome. So speaking of that, coming out and playing here, uh, you look at this receiving core, you look at those guys who are in the room, Devontae Parker, you a little chilly? Huh? It's cold in here, it's isn't it? It's cold. <laughs> they got the AC on blown because it's so hot outside. Uh, look at that receiver room, Devontae Parker, uh, look at Kenny Stills, Leontae Carew, Jakeem Grant, yourself in there now. Uh, do, do you kind of like the makeup of these guys? I know you're, you really haven't been out in the field with them, but you kind of you know, you know, know who your group, you, know, you kind of know what these guys are about. Definitely. Speed. Yeah. Speed. I feel like, I feel like from this year, from last year to this year, speed is gonna be a big difference, and um, we gonna make it count. Yeah. They definitely gonna see the difference in the speed, and and we gonna make people fear it. Sean, uh, Coach Jefferson, did you, you get a chance to sit down and talk to him for a while? Yeah, yeah. yeah he's a different cat, isn't he? <laughs> you, know, you know, he'll he'll put on the pads out there every now and then, and, and, and work out in the field now. You don't mind. You don't mind slapping the pads on, and he still thinks he's playing. In the league, but I'm not coaching in the league. What does he? What does he? Uh, what does he seem like to you? What does he bring to you? Oh man, it's it's just just the passion they have yeah. in in this organization, and what I'm getting from these guys, and just just the willing and the yeah. want to is just so real. Yeah, and I can feel it, and and it's just great to be here. He, they've talked a lot uh, over this free agency about culture change. Guys that they want to bring in, they want to be leaders. They want to be. They're more concerned with winning football games than uh, than some other things that may be out there and doing that. Do you think you fit that mold? And do you see them going to another guy, Danny Amendola? I know you're very very aware with him coming in. He's that same type of guy as you that, that wants to win, that wants to do all the right things. Um, can can you kind of feel that culture uh, when you when you came into this building and, and met with the staff? Oh yeah, definitely. You know, they were straightforward with it and um of what they pretty much want. And I feel like myself and Danny, you know, when we come into this room, you you're gonna get that leadership. Yeah. I feel like um I feel like we're gonna do great together. I feel like we're two hard working dogs and and it's gonna be exciting for us to get them to the same offense. Well look, we're looking forward to seeing you on the football field. I know we got a little time until OTAs and all right, that stuff yeah. starting. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're anxious to get home, but I'm sure you're anxious to get out in the football right. field and, and get back to work with uh, with your new team, teammates in a in a new environment in uh, in in a, in a team in your home state. So that's all going to be exciting, and we're looking forward to seeing it. And certainly wish you the best of luck. Congratulations on your new deal, and thank you. And uh, it, it's great to have you as a member of the Miami Dolphins. I appreciate it. Thanks, Matt. Uh, thank you. Appreciate thank it. You. All right, so Albert Wilson. Obviously, he's excited to be here. He's a dog man. He wants to be a dog. He wants to go out there and. He like Joe. No, no, he got some speed dog in him. Man. We <laughs> like that. Plus, he's coming back home, which is pretty cool to get a chance to come back here and run every day in that warm yeah. weather. I think it'll yeah. be good for him. It is. It is. Hey, so so before let's get to some uh, some dates, some important dates that are that are coming up. 
the off-season conditioning program uh, starts April 16th. Guys will be out here. And that's basically, I think they do, what, a, a week or two weeks of that? Yeah, and, and that, and man, not mandatory. You know, yeah, guys show up, get, whoever's getting paid Highly recommended. Here. Yeah, no, highly no, recommended. Yes, no coaches on the field. Right. It's strength, strength coaches. It's running, lifting, all those types of things with no no drills, none, none of that stuff. Now, if the guys want to stay out after and, and do some drills on their own, that, that certainly right. is up to them. But nothing organized there. And then uh, starting on May 22nd, organized team activities, start OTAs. They go May 22nd through 24th, the 29th through the 30th, June 11th through the 14th. So that gets all your OTAs out. Uh, and then mandatory minicamp is June 5th, 5th through 7th. So you have one mandatory minicamp. Right. But everybody better these other, better be at these other things. Correct. Right. I mean, that's, yeah. a, that's a... Coming off six wins, yeah. you, you, you better be there uh, with the whole culture talk and everything else because this is where it starts, yeah. fellas. It's going to start... Everybody back here, everybody keep an eye on who's working. You start talking about leadership. Yep. Uh, and and it's going to be, there are going to be a lot of guys going to be watched to see how they, they take this thing. Yep. New faces. And, and obviously, look, every one of those things, especially when the, the media is able to go out and, and watch some of these things, you, you know, all eyes are going to be on Ryan Tannehill. That, that's going to be, I mean, every day that is going to be the watchdog. Well, on Ryan Tannehill. Just go through our, <clears throat> our three visions of seeing Ryan Tannehill go down. It was a meaningless play. It was the end of a, a play. He's running out of bounds. So every step that the guy's going to take is going to be analyzed, yep, yep. Not, not so much scrutinized, but you want to visualize a guy being able to get through the right. beginning of practice to the end of practice. Hey, rinse and repeat. Beginning of practice to the end of practice. Give him a day off. Beginning of practice to the end yep. of practice. Get him out of certain drills. Just want to see how they massage it and manage it and how we're going to go because, you know, OTAs are still OTAs. And, and you're, you're getting jacked up. It's you, not like you, you're, you're not going to sleepwalk through Right. Those. You're not, yeah. If guys are running at a, at a good pace, it's so best, you want to make sure, I think, if I'm the head coach, yeah. I'm managing my guy because I, I need him for September. Yeah. I don't need him for June. These, these OTAs and stuff now, they, they take on a different personality with the amount of turnover on the team and all the new people and you want to see what this guy does and how does this guy fit in? How does he compliment this guy or that guy? Then you're going to have your draft choices around later on or your draft choice is going to be around there where you, you want to see what they do and how they fit in. So it's going to be interesting. To me, it's made it more interesting with the change, the, the amount of turnover uh, that, that, quite frankly, every team in the league now goes well, through. The other problem is, too, you learn a new system. I can't yep. keep learning new systems. Mm -hmm. So you come in, you got all these new guys. And as you guys said, the young guys got to come in, and some of them are going to be expected to play right away. So yep. you want to catch those guys up quickly, and uh, and then that gets back to the whole draft thing, and yep. where you fit in with higher your draft pick. You know what, guys? I, I think it's an advantage for Ryan Tannehill. This will be the third year in Adam Gase's system. Yep. Now I know yep. he didn't play last year, but he was involved he, in the meetings. Yep. He was involved on the sidelines. He was involved on the calls, why things were called in certain ways, why things were done, mm -hmm. why, for, why this formation, why I'm looking here first. So I think that's going to be able not only to help him play, but to help him translate to guys like yeah. Albert Wilson, to Danny Amendola, to a, a whoever plays tight end, to a, yep. you know, a, a Drake and a Gore, you right. know, why we're doing things. I think, and that goes back to him taking charge yep. and being able to dictate and, and communicate with those guys to feel like, hey, you need something, you come to me. Well, I yeah, got I was going to say, as, as a quarterback, John, you don't want those guys, you don't, you don't want 
uh, Amendola or, or you don't want Wilson. Going to Ben guys, Johnson. Going to, you know, no. no. no I, I, come, come to me. me. I, I'll yeah. tell you, I'll tell you what you need to do. I'll tell you where you need to line up. And how I'll I want to run. How yeah. I want you, how I want you to run it. important. Yes. That's got to come from the quarterback. That, that communication has to come from the quarterback. A, for, for, for them to learn, for him to get, gain their respect, right? They got to understand that he knows this entire offense and knows what everybody's supposed right. to do. And if there's any question, I can, I can be. And you know what? If you're jerking around in the huddle, he's got to be the guy that says, hey, you know what? You know, jerk around when we're done. This is important right now. No, Let's take I, care I, of this. I think it's, all those points are very critical and very important in the growth of a guy, but to grow the development yep. of that culture that I'm the yep. guy and that it's, it's my team. And the way we're going is through me. Yep. And I think that, and that's not to be braggadocious. That's just the way it is. It's, all it's successful be. teams, all successful quarterbacks, those guys that are at another level, do it that way, yep. and you get the buy-in from the guys, and you do it the right way, those guys do anything for you. Well, I think yep. those guys all know the Ryan Tannehill's, the quarterback. Oh, there, you know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you come in here and you don't know yeah, that, then you, right. you're, 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 you're missing both. He's it. <clears throat> so that takes us to the draft coming up. <clears throat> and for me, it's always kind of been, it's the big four for me. Although that, although the offensive guards kind of fallen to me, to me, offensive guard was a, you know, was a, was one or two on the list as far as I was concerned. It's kind of fallen off the, off the map a little bit uh, with the additions in the offensive line of sitting in those guys and, and what they're doing. But uh, to me, it's still quarterback, uh, outside linebacker and, and tight end. Somehow in the first four rounds, th- those have to be addressed. And to me, I say in the first four rounds, because They've got to be players that have the legit, a, legit, a legitimate opportunity to come in here and make an impact, whether it's starting, playing a lot, or in a quarterback's uh, in a quarterback position. Someone that's going to push Ryan and let him know that hey, there's not some, it's not a schlep behind me. This is a guy that, that wants a job, that's hungry, and, and it's got some pretty damn good skills. There's a lot of people, a lot of mock drafts that still believe the Dolphins. Yep are going to jump up and try to make a run at Baker Mayfield because the way Adam Gase feels about yep. Baker Mayfield. Well, I'll tell you what, he comes in here, that changes a lot of things. You're probably going to have to give up other draft picks with mm-hmm. it to move up to get Baker where they are. But if they don't, Bo, and they stay at 11 where they are right now, I, I, my biggest need on this team right now, outside linebacker yep. and tight end yep. for me. Those are the two positions. I, I get you still. I, I'm with you as far as getting a young quarterback in there to, to back up and, and get him ready to go as quickly as possible. But outside linebacker and tight end, yep. to me, just jump out. There's no doubt. There is no doubt that you have to be able to, to if available, and you Dolphins stay at number 11, they have to get a linebacker. Yeah. Because I think there's a couple impactful guys at the top of the list that are going to not only start on this football team, but add uh, – plays that, yeah. that, that strip footballs, that yeah. get their hands right. on footballs and coverage, that can, can make rush a lot the of passer, yeah. that they can do all those things. And, and I just think that, you know, we were talking about New England and having two first-round picks now and Buffalo behind us at 12 mm, yeah. that, that has a lot of ammunition yeah. to get to where they need yeah. to go to. Guys at the top of the list. I just Jets think, making the move up. Absolutely. I think those four quarterbacks are going to be off the board. I, I and to be quite honest with you, they probably should be. If yeah. those teams are doing their jobs – they're going to be off the board, yeah. especially with Buffalo creeping in there from 12, kind of getting up there. I think that's going to happen. I think the Dolphins are going to be not stuck, but I think they're going to be staying put at 11. They're going to have a chance to get an impactful player, yeah. either a defensive tackle, at linebacker. I think it's too high yeah. for a tight end, but yeah. they will yeah, get I, one. I don't think there's any – to me, 
I, I would like them to be a tight end up there that's good enough to be that guy at that position, but I'm with you, John. Second round, it, to me, seems to be where the, the fruit is on that tight end tree, right. uh, picking those off there. Um, and, and I think that, and I'm, I agree with you also, that I think those quarterbacks, unless, look, things are going to change, unless things change and some guys, some teams decide they want some, you know, one other player, it only takes one, only takes one guy, one team to take, a, take the different pick than everyone thought to reshuffle the whole When deck. I look at the list and I look at the draft order with Cleveland having the number yeah. one and number four, the Giants are in at two, yeah. the Jets are in at three, put a big circle around number five in the Denver Broncos. Yeah. Yeah. Because John Elway, he likes to play cards, and he yeah. thinks he's really good at it. Yeah. And I, I agree with him. He, that could be the deal breaker with Buffalo. Coming out of the five spot, yeah. and Buffalo moving in, him grabbing an, a couple other picks, moving down to 12 yeah. and getting whatever he yeah, wants. Yeah, you still get a team. really good player. I think the Giants are really interesting. They're yeah, about they half of New York yeah. wants them to get a quarterback yeah. going. Eli hasn't shown it. Yeah. You can blame the system or whatever. He's not the same guy he was. And the other half going, no, we got too many other needs on this yeah. team. Eli's just fine. That's going to be a real interesting one that could set everybody up because they can move out of that pick. They can take get care a lot of, a lot of positions yeah. and get a lot for it. But kind of going back to what you were saying, John, I think you get through those. I think those quarterbacks are going to be gone. But I think the Dolphins are going to be in a situation. And let's not forget, we got Raquan McMillan coming back. You know, and we didn't see very much of him last year. And I think the consensus going into last season before he got he hurt. He was starting. He was going to be your starter. There's well, no sta- question. He started day back. one now. He'll yeah. start quite day one now. So you've got that, that big inside linebacker. And you're going to have at least two of those really good linebackers. Those two, the Georgia kid. Virginia, Virginia, Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech Edmonds, kid. They're going to be Smith. sitting there waiting for you. And... You talked about the defensive tackle, the kid Vita Vita Washington from Washington. There's a good chance he may be there there. And after you let go uh, and Dominican Sue. So I think from a defensive standpoint, certainly from an outside, I I think, I think in the, 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 I think in the the worst case scenario, the best case scenario, I don't know how to, the worst case scenario for the Dolphins may turn out the best in, in getting one of these linebackers outside linebacker and just stay and put where you're at and, and grab one of those guys that really, Kind yep. of solidifies that front seven because you got all those defensive, you got all those defensive ends now that you've stockpiled, and you know you've got those linebackers. If you can put um, the three, the, the you know Raekwon, Kiko, and and whatever outside line, but whichever one of those guys that you get, Raekwon Smith, whoever the uh, the guy, whoever the guy that falls to him, uh, I think you're in a pretty good position then. Boy, you just you, you got to get an outside linebacker and make some plays. Though yeah. I just felt just too many offenses that. Too much success on the outside, and we're outside. A lot of room, Joe. Yeah. A lot of room. We get some more active room. guys. Coverage room, man. They, they've got a, you know, that 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 linebacker that they they get has to be a guy that can help tighten up every coverage package that 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 we've got out there. They, they that that I don't care if you're in a zone. I don't care if you're if you're playing bump and run, man to man, whatever whatever you're playing, it's got to tighten up from where. I mean, they're just we saw too many people running across field. You know, with 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 guys no not not within two three yards of yeah. them catching footballs, and you can't you're just not going to win that way. Hey, I, I got a question for you guys, and I just wanted to get your opinion on it because it just popped into my head. We're talking about quarterbacks and thinking that the top four guys are probably going to be mm-hmm. off the board. There's a good chance, maybe 75 percent chance. So the Dolphins don't have a quarterback to choose at 11. We yep. take the linebacker, we take the defensive tackle, we take Mika Fitzpatrick if yep. he happens to be still there and have a great player, right? Where do the Dolphins go, and what is your opinion on Lamar Jackson? Uh, because every, that's been kind of like the talk of 
I mean, yeah. this kid's not going to get drafted in the first round. Yeah. Some people have him creeping back in because he's an athlete. Yeah. But some people say he doesn't throw it well enough. Have you guys seen enough of him in his – obviously, you've seen him in his Heisman days yeah. at, at Louisville. But, I mean, off the field now in the pro days and his mom's his agent. And, you know, is he coming to the Dolphins – in South Florida yeah. for the workout, all that stuff that's been going on. He's an interesting guy, man, yeah. He's John, because everybody's talking about him. First of all, I'm with him as far as people going, hey, want to see a receiver yeah. too. I think that's bullshit. <clears throat> he's, a, he's a quarterback. He he's got to, a strong yeah. arm. I think he's going to work hard at it. As far as picking stuff up, and, and it's, I don't know about that stuff. Yeah. Only, teams yeah. have to do their yeah. homework on that. But athletically <laughs> and the way Off he throws the chain, it. right? He's got a cannon for yeah, an arm. Yeah. I mean, he can, touch, he can touch it. He worked on it. He got a lot better yeah. at it last year, and everybody knows he can run. Yeah, yeah. I, but I think the thing with him is, you know, you, you look at – I was talking to someone the other day. I said, you know, quite frankly, if I'm a football team and I draft uh, 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 Lamar Jackson as my quarterback, you know the next guy I'm going to sign? I'm going to sign Colin Kaepernick. Because now you've got two quarterbacks that, that are, do the same that do thing. the same thing. Because if you you let, don't want to go back let, in that let, Tebow let's just, let's uh, just, situation yeah. where one guy does one thing. Well, that, and that's it. Let's and, say yeah. let's say you're the Dolphins and you come around and you're in the second pick. You got your second round pick and he's there and you're looking at Lamar Jackson. Okay, well, yeah, geez, he does this and that. But geez, how does how do we work our offense if we got Ryan and and something happens with Ryan? Now he comes in and and he it doesn't fit. You know what I mean? He's that's the only the only concern I have with him. Is he's a little bit of a square peg that you, that 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 most teams it would be a round hole to fit him in with the majority of football teams out here. Yeah, you know it's funny, he won't run a forty. No, he, I know he has not run the forty. I know he's fast, but it's almost like he doesn't want to hear about, about his him being legs. A yeah, you want me to throw? I'll throw every day for you. But anything that says running slash athlete slash receiver, mm-hmm. I think that's I'm out. I think that's a good decision for him. Because his answer is just watch the tape. Yeah, who's right. who's catching yeah. me? Right, right. Who's tackling me? Who can tackle me in open field? Who's putting a hand on? Nobody's me. asking questions about his ability to run. Right. They're asking questions about his ability to throw the football and is he accurate enough? Yeah. Those are the questions. I that think that's, that's the what's hanging thing. around his neck right now. Accuracy. Are you with accurate the enough? Right. And, and well, he's going early in this draft. Oh, he's going to be the same. Yeah, it, it, no I can't doubt. imagine him getting out First of midway through picks. the second no, round pick. No, I, I'm uh, with you. Somebody's, he's, you know, he's just too good of an athlete, too tempting. And look, it may, it may be in the back of a team's head. Hey, if this quarterback thing doesn't work out for him, he's a pretty damn good athlete, and you know, do something else, and yeah. do something yeah. else yeah. for Move us. Down. Yeah. So, so you never know. But that's uh, yeah, he's he's going to be one of one of one of the interesting guys out here. But uh, look, it's funny, but the draft right now, there's been a lot of moves already draft wise. And, and I think before, before that first pick is called, um, I think there's going to be some more movement in there. Oh. You talk about the Jets. First round, the Jets. The, the Bills be putting fun. themselves in a position. Bills. The Giants. Now New, now New England. Now New England with right. a couple picks. I think there's a lot of, there's still a lot of things going to go on in this draft uh, before, before that day comes. There's some teams right now, as we've mentioned, Arizona and Buffalo, screaming. Oh, man, get I me up there. need to move up and get a quarterback. We cannot play with the old vets that we have. Can't play. Who, who's a, who in your draft, of, in, in your career here with the Dolphins, of draft choices, of rookies coming in, who was the craziest, who was like the most lunatic guy that came in during your career? Craziest? Yeah. Just out there? Yeah. Wow, we had a bunch, man. <laughs> yeah, are no, you, there are you going back with our group? We had a bunch of... No, I, I had boy, look. I, I, I hate doing this because one of the guys was, was my roommate. He, he's a weird dude. David, David Woodley. Woodley. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't mean, no, I've no. told you guys stories. No, and dude, I don't want to start telling hey, stories look, about it. Not, not for nothing. But the guy took us to a Super Bowl. Yep. Yeah. You know, so you can say what you want to say about him. He had some skill, but he was he was a different guy. There's no question about yeah, that. Yeah, he, he, he was a little different. Like, I thought I was a little different yeah. coming out of Berkeley. He was really weird so out I'm sure of you LSU. Had some, I'm sure you had some some unique guys coming through the, the CFL Well, in there. the CFL, yeah, you, you had guys coming from everywhere. Yeah. And, and that was the Saskatoon. biggest. Saskatoon. Oh, man. And it was funny Moose because jaw. you were either an import, which meant you were American. Right. Or you were Canadian. Right. And I always used to tell our offensive linemen that you guys were the were the ones that couldn't skate backwards right. to play right, hockey. Right, right. So now you're playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. You know, I'm stuck with you guys. Right. I hope I, you know your right. pass protection is better than your defense was yeah. on the ice. And they go, oh yeah, well you're an import, you yeah. know, because you could only have I think at that time maybe 18 Americans yeah. on a team of maybe only 38 on the roster. Yeah. So the majority of it, you know, was uh, were Canadian guys. So yeah, there were guys, you know. Stories of guys coming. Oh, this guy was arrested, but now he's going to be able to play yeah, Saturday right, right. night. He got they were pretty bailed. loose up there when you yeah, played, right? Oh, as far as there was guys right. coming from, yeah. yeah. We'll go pick them up, get them, get them yeah. unchained, yeah. and bring them back to the stadium. <laughs> right. Yeah, slap a pair of shoulder pads on. He looks be all good, right. but there was some. Yeah, there yeah. was some knuckleheads. I, I was telling you the story before about um, we had a guy, Daryl Smith. He went to a small college in Ohio. He's from Youngstown, the same town I was born in, in Ohio. And he was a great slot receiver, I mean, a legendary receiver. And you could throw it anywhere around him. You knew he was going to come down with it because you, you bet on him. You, know, you just bet on him making a play or the other guy wasn't going to get it. But he always had this propensity of flash. You know, he's the typical diva receiver. That you know, if there was a mink coat that only went you know knee high, <laughs> he was going to get one that went ankle right, ankle right. deep. He was going to have the full regalia, right. the hat and everything, right? Doral Harris. Yeah. Oh yeah, big time. <laughs> so so one day at practice, you know, we were teasing, we were going to camp. We practice at Guelph University, and we're teasing him about, you know, hey, would you buy this soft season? Would you get? Oh, you guys didn't see it. I got the biggest, baddest white Mercedes Benz, the biggest one you could buy. That's the one I got. I said, well, man. I don't. I didn't see it. Where'd you park it? And we're all during stretch. We're all talking. Everybody's bullshitting, stretching. And uh, and so where'd you park it? These we used to call him Stein. Stein, where'd you park it, man? He goes, Oh, it's right by the res. It's right up there on the. Uh, I parked it right on the grass, right on the res, right in front of the dorm. I said, I don't think it's there anymore, bro, because there's a white Benz on a tow truck going the other way. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, everybody man. turned around. He said, So wait a minute. He started running off to practice. Well, that's my Oh, oh, oh it was hilarious. Uh, but he would do stuff yeah. like that just off the wall. And that's remind me, we had a guy, you may have been here. We had a guy, his name was Sylvester, I forget what his last name was. Stroke used to call him Itchy. He's always scratching <laughs> all the time. So you call Itchy was his name. So Itchy was having a hard time. He was having a hard time keeping up, you know, and you know, running learning routes and all this stuff. And and I was walking off the field one day, and I'm right behind Stroke, you know. And here comes Itchy running up to Stroke. Stroke, man, you got to help me out. I'm struggling out there, man. I don't think I'm going to make this team. And Stroke looks at him like he, like Stroke does, kind of, you know, takes his time, looks at him and says, Itchy, first of all, you got to be smarter than the football. <laughs> <laughs> but I came with a guy. I, I came in with a guy. When I came in, there were, were there 17 rounds when you got drafted? 12. So we had 17 rounds when I got drafted. So we had a kid drafted in the. I think he was in the 16th or 17th round. His name was Don Testerman out of uh, Tennessee or somewhere like that. Fullback. And he was a country, just a country boy as, as country as could be. So I'm looking through the media guide one day, you know, just looking. And so I'm looking at the bios. And I see Don Testerman. You know, he goes, yeah, yeah. He's, he goes, his brother, when he, was, when he was like in sixth grade, his brother hit him, 
hit him over the head with an axe, with the sharp end of the axe, right? So I go to the locker room. I said, Don, I said, Don, man, what's a... So I was reading this thing. I said, your brother hit you in the head with an axe. Said, yeah, damn, hit me right, right here, man. Right in the crown of the head with an axe. I said, he hit you with a flat end? He goes, oh, no. He hit the sharp end. He said, he hit it, drove it right in my head, walked away, and the handle, handle was still handled. Come was on, man. My head. Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> and I always every and he was a tough fullback and I well, said, I'm sure no he was. Tough yeah. fullback. You have to be. And you got, axe you got in your, your head, head. splitting split, split half by axe. I say, you're still friends with your brother? Yeah, he's still my best friend. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's the one that pulled the axe Whatever. out. Tried to kill you. All I can say is hopefully we don't draft anybody. Hopefully we don't draft anybody. Crazy. Um, yeah. You know, it comes in with an axe in their head or no. something like that. But no. it's always interesting. You never know. You really never know what characters. I mean, guys coming from all over the country. All different economic right. backgrounds, all different family backgrounds. You, so what makes the, a team the a team? They do. That you get, man. They do a better job, though, background evaluating than they used to. We don't get as many wackos yeah. now. I don't no think the axe would have slipped through the uh, inter first interview. Oh, my gosh. Joe, how can people get the podcast? I got no idea. Do it one more time. Oh, I'm one not, more time. You know, why you buy, one more time. I'm not very good. I know. That's why uh, I keep. Next time I'll John have would know. No, I have no idea. But I know what I do, though. Joe knows when it's going to drop. I do When's know it's going to drop. drop. It's dropping tomorrow. We're going to drop it on Thursday. There we go. Drop it on Thursday. Big drop coming. You know where you can go. You, you know. You know. I like to go to Tune In Radio, even though I don't know what it is, to listen to the to the podcast. Tune in. You tune in, and you drop in on drop Thursdays. Drop and tune in. So Tune In Radio, Dolphins mobile app. I still haven't seen the mobile app. You got the mobile app in your? Yeah, phone? it's on there. Logan, you have the mobile app in your? I'm getting it. I think me and me and you have to put that on. <laughs> Joe ordered it. I'm getting it. <laughs> <laughs> Dolphins.com. Apple Music. Oh, Apple Music. All yeah. those ways to do it. You don't get Apple Music. You, you don't, you, you don't. It's fourteen ninety nine. dollars if anybody good. wants to know. You don't have that Apple phone. It's Apple, Apple Music. Apple Music. Yeah. You don't have that Apple phone. Yeah. You can't have your Apple Music. You got a free phone, brother. No, I know. That's, <laughs> those are the best kind. <laughs> the best kind. <laughs> Forget <laughs> Apple. Uh, you it's know free. What? If you it's free, what? it's for me. We didn't get to any questions today. We got a couple times for a couple questions? Yeah, we got Come on, let's do that. All right. I was being... Well, you, got, you guys got long-winded on those stories. I know, today. I know, Tell I me. know. Mark Roberts from Facebook. Xavier Howard's a beast. One of the few bright spots to look forward to. Xavier came back last year, and, and really in the second half, boy, really. Remember there was a tight wing. When's he going to get an interception? He comes up with two interceptions. Two, yeah. and, one, and that just kind of, I think you kind of saw his confidence kind of soar. Bobby McCain yep. and, and Xavier were really good. Yep, yep. Bobby, uh, and, and Bobby, I know he's. He's working hard trying to, you know. That he answered the bell. There was question yeah. marks going Bob, in the Bobby last Bobby wants to get a second contract. That's right. And, and yep. slot corners getting paid. Uh, Facebook, Sean Paul Waddell. Our O-line is already better than last year with our free agent pickups and trades. Need a, a D-line and linebacker with the first three picks. Vita Vaya or Raquan Smith uh, with the first pick would be a steal. That, that, that Vita Vaya, the kid, the big kid from Washington, uh, Washington that's, yeah. that's, that's going to be an interesting. It's going to be interesting because I've seen him as high as, is two or three on some draft choice. Yeah, depending on where you're looking. Yeah. The guy runs 4'9". He's yep. agile. He's athletic. He's strong. Uh, the, the, the problem is there's just sexier positions. I yeah. think we'll have a good chance to get him because but, – Yeah, but I, I think there's he's no – He's staring right at rushers, There's a running back. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think we're zoned in on him. As, I, I, I got him as one of the four or five guys on that list to end up here. Zachariah D.D. McKenna comes from Instagram. William Hayes, one of the best edge setters in the league and could collapse the pocket – from inside on passing downs, love getting the guy back. I, I'm, you know what? He's one of the guys I was just kind of, like him. kind of holding my breath that that, that uh, he didn't end up going somewhere. I, I like him a lot. I mean, from the from the first time I saw him play in a scrimmage, 
to to the to when he's uh, to throughout the, until he got hurt. Effort. I just thought he was just effort, max effort, Woo. fast guy, Guy's takes back good fixed. angles. You. No, you know he's playing he's a smart healthy. player. He, you know, what he reminds me of just like one of those country guys that never really says much, yep. but just his production yeah. is consistent. Yep. You know who Robert Quinn, same guy. Yeah. He's the same guy. He's one of these country guys. Just, they just, no you know, complain, go, guy, go no play. Uh, what do you want to do? I don't want to go play. Yeah. I'm going to get to the quarterback. Up, I'm going to find the football, yeah. and I'm going to do my job. <laughs> yeah. That's so, great. yeah, I'm with you on that. So, anyway, let's knock, knock out a few of those questions, and we'll get your questions. You can send them in via Facebook, via Instagram, via Twitter, uh, all those different places. And I, and I promise you, we'll get to uh, all the questions uh, the next time. I was just. Uh, Hold on to those, Bo. We'll I was, get to them. I will. I was lapsing my duty here today and getting the questions. and. You're good on social media, though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you got the you got all in. that stuff. You got everybody. All yeah. dropped that. it. Hey, in. you know what, John, Joe? That's what I do, man. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what else I do? I take my ass home. We're out. <laughs>